Welcome to Good Morning, the podcast on a mission to open up the conversation around grief and loss with honesty and humour. Hosted by Sally and Imogen, we interview interesting guests to hear how losses shape their lives. Join us as we laugh, cry and drop the odd F-bomb. Welcome back to the Good Morning Podcast. I am so bloody excited for this one. Guys, not going to lie, we are so pumped to bring you today's conversation with David the Medium. And we know a lot of you have been waiting for this episode. So the day is here. Here it is. So let's do a debrief, Sal. I feel like we need to talk about our sessions with him. Yes. So basically after we interviewed David, he did a session with us, which we're super, super grateful for. And I'm shooketh because it was absolutely insane. Like are we, you know, I knew that he was good and I'd listened to podcasts where he'd done live readings. Obviously like, you know, we'd had him on the podcast and he is amazing, but it actually was like mind blowing. It's on another level. Like any bit of scepticism that was still in our bones has disappeared. Yes. This guy is the real deal. And there is information that came out in our sessions that there's no way to access that. No. Like there's no way to know. Absolutely. And just before we jump into sort of a bit more detail about our sessions, loads of you reply to our shout out on Instagram with questions for David. And we've tried to include as many as possible. So keep listening throughout the whole episode because hopefully he's answered one of your questions. And there were so many brilliant questions. So thank you to everyone who wrote in and replied to our Instagram story. There were so many amazing insights and hopefully it will bring some comfort to you all. So, Im, do you want to? You start. You start. Okay, mine. So, basically, like the one thing that really blew my mind was the names. So, straight off the bat, he was like, "Okay, your mum's here." She says, "Tell Nick that I love him." And Nick is my my brother. He's got special needs. You have to be a really, really, really close friend of mine to know about my brother and his name. So he was like, straight off the bat, tell Nick that I love him. He's like, and she's talking about like rich as well. Rich, rich, like something about rich. Oh my God, you didn't tell me you picked up rich too. Yeah, which is rich (gasps) was my mum's partner when she passed away. Um, And he also, then then he was like, oh, she says, send send my love to Son. Sonia, Son. Now that's my auntie Sonia, her sister, but we all call her Son, like she's auntie Son. But there's nothing out there about her being Son. And then just loads of little things like um, he, she told him that she felt really good at her funeral and described the outfit that she was buried in, which basically was a navy dress and a light jacket. And it was the outfit that, that <gasps> she wore to my wedding. And he said, she said like everyone should be wear colourful clothes. And at her wedding, everyone wore, uh, her wedding, at her funeral, <laughs> everyone wore colourful clothes. Um, what else did he say? I haven't got my notes with me. Uh, just, and then he reeled off like more names. So her brother and her other brother, like their names came through. Um, just loads of like personal things that were just really accurate. There was nothing in that reading that, I was kind of questioning and I know when we've had readings before we've seen quite a few of the same people now because we're obsessed um, <laughs> and I've always been like oh yeah that could be something or oh I've always been I haven't been like yes definitely you know what I mean like nail always, on the head yeah. yeah whereas everything that David said I was basically like yep yep 
Yep. <laughs> yes. Well, you're just on the edge of your seat going, oh, my God, how do you know that? How do you know that? Like, yeah. I was just, I couldn't relax. I was like, oh, how did you know that? Like, it was just mind-blowing. Totally. So, yeah, I mean, everything made sense. Like, yeah. everything made sense. And also... Um, just, you know, just little details that you're thinking, how would you know that? That's like quite personal. Tell me about yours. So mine was equally as mind bending. Um, so I think I texted you, didn't After I'd had mine, I was like, mate, yes, prepare, prepare to, to be, be like, mind blown. yeah. I was, I was like, like, oh my God. I started getting really nervous. And I start, I did that thing from, you know, the anxiety episode we did recently with a, um, one of our listeners had oh, said to like, yes. punch the air for a minute, like jump up and down and punch the air for a minute if you're feeling like anxious energy. That so, was our listener Tilly's recommendation. Tilly, thank you Tilly. Thank you, Tilly Cause I did this before David the medium <laughs> session. I was like punching the air. I just felt really nervous. I don't yeah. know. Why? Well, I'm I felt nervous. I felt like I was on a first date. I was like <laughs> shaking when I was like, like first time I mean, talking he's pretty to handsome. So. <laughs> oh my God, that's another one. Sorry, before I forget. Okay. My husband, she was like, she's calling your husband the media man. Yes. And my husband has his own media company, but like, I don't know how David would know that because it's not like, there's nothing really out there about it. Um, but my husband has his own media agency and she's like, yeah, she's calling you your um, husband the media man and... Um, like stroke and she was she's stroking like her beard has he got a beard and my husband has like recently since mum passed away has grown like quite the beard so anyway sorry before I forget that one. Oh yeah no the wool if they keep coming up just butt in um so yeah mine was just insane straight off the bat he was like oh, I've got Charles here I'm like oh yeah my grandpa Charles <laughs> Jesus and then he goes yeah he's a philosophical man and just you know what it was it was the way that he described the people that were coming through to him were exactly like they were. And then the way that they were sending messages were worded in a way that they would say things. Did you find that as well? Yes. And like my mum in all of the cards that I have of hers that I read like often, she always says, I'm like, she wrote, I'm proud of you. And that's something that always comes through in all the readings. That's what she says. And he said that again, but he also was like, your mum's really sweet and gentle. And she's got a very kind and sweet and gentle personality but I wouldn't want to cross her. And I'm like, that is exactly what she was like. like yes, yeah, like the way he described them was them to a T. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, so my my grandpa came through first and then he's like, and I've got Norma here. I'm like, oh my God, that's my grandma. Oh my God, and do you remember like before we spoke to him, we were saying like, because we've both got like, my nan had quite an unusual name and your grandma, yeah. like Norma's not, you know, common common name yeah and we were both saying like oh yeah it'd be amazing if he gets those yeah did he get Gerda he didn't get Gerda oh, spewing <laughs> come on Dave <laughs> pick up your game <laughs> yeah so both my grand like grandparents on my mum's side came through straight away I was like oh my god and then he said your mum's here and he goes don't tell me your mum's name and he said she's showing me something and then she's saying so mum started basically talking to me through him or talking to him and he'd repeat things that my mum was saying and he'd have his eyes closed like like he was fully there talking to my mum like it was I felt super close to her um and so she'd said oh Dave many people call me many different things and that's what happens when you have many different forms of relationships and is that something she would have said a hundred percent and that is something that was true my mum had People called her different things. Everyone had a different name for her depending on which stage of her life that they met her in. And then he said, oh, she's showing me the Loch Ness Monster. He goes, is Nessie one of them? I'm like, yes, Nessie is one of them. And Ness. And then he just started like rattling off all the names that people call her and then got to Vanessa, obviously, finally. 
Um, so that, that was that, which was... What a way to start. Yeah, <laughs> what a way to start. And then mine was um, very intense and a lot of the stuff that came up, I can't, I'm not going to go into. I haven't shared my full story on the podcast yet. Um, there's lots to do with my situation and the circumstances surrounding what happened to my mum that I haven't openly talked about. Um, Hopefully we one day soon we may be able to sort of cover it in a bit more detail. Yeah, one day. There's just so much in it that I think is important to talk about but I'm just not in a position where I'm able to um, at this point in time. So I will jump over a lot of the details for that reason. Um, But basically... There was a lot of questions that I still had, which I needed answered. And the first thing Dave said was, your mum has said that she wants to have a blunt conversation with you because there's, you deserve answers. Mm. And it was just exactly what I needed to hear. And we just jumped straight into what those, an- what those questions were that I had for her. And it blew my mind. Honestly, I feel like he gave me closure. He gave it's me... Amazing. He gave me just peace of mind I feel like I know what happened that day I feel like I know what happened in the lead up I feel like she was able to tell me through him and I mean that's ugh, priceless isn't it I mean honestly like it costs a fair bit to see him but there's no not money cannot buy the experience that I had and did you find like after the reading like your mind was blown that like you were communicating with her on the other side. Like it's still hard to get your head still round, processing, isn't it? to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's quite draining, isn't it, after a reading? Because you sort of all of the emotion and the energy that goes into yes. it. I mean, it must be draining for poor old Dave. He's probably like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pooped, isn't he? Oh my god, doing back to back. Like <laughs> he was like, I'm just gonna nip off and do a meditation before I do Imogen. I was like, Yeah, fair enough, mate. Oh, god. Cleanse. Um Well he did mention how he kind of he doesn't really remember what happens in his sessions. Which is good because you'd be like, it'd be a lot, wouldn't it, oh, if you took all that on? Especially after mine, Jesus. <laughs> He'd need a break from bloody mediumship for a while after that. <laughs> but it was... Yeah, oh. it is It is definitely like a, a mind-bending one when you're like, okay, so that's them. And they're on the other side. Like, what does this mean? Like, life after death. Like, it's just... Oh. It's a lot to comprehend. Um, it's so much. And there was just like things where he just wouldn't have known and he spoke to me like my mum would speak to me he said to me something like oh um you know that I always love you or something Imi and she called me by my nickname through him and I go by Im on the podcast or Imogen only you know those closest to me call me Imi really and it was the name that my mum would call me so the fact that he just called me that straight off the bat like and it happened to be the name that my mum calls me I just I can't like I can't there's no other explanation other than this magic like he was talking to my mum on the other side and there were just so many details that came out and just so yeah it brought me so much comfort and well yeah what were the other things it's hard to like go back and it is I'm just trying to think Oh, so she said to him, like, tell my daughter that I'm proud of the um, the way that she walked into the firestorm after I died and the weight that she had to carry. I think I've spoken about it on the podcast, but I literally had to fly back to the UK and then do everything pretty much. And it was full on. Um, 
She said send my love to Imogen, actually. I was like, oh, nice one, oh, Mum. Thanks, Rose. Bit <laughs> of a shout-out. Did I get? Um, oh, she, she, he said she's referencing Rose from the, the Titanic. She's showing me Rose from the Titanic. I know he, Dave often says that they show him, like, pop culture references sometimes. Whoa. Rose from the Titanic and the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, <laughs> How I know. good is that? And he, I was like, oh, well, that's because her name's Rose. He's like, oh. Well, she actually says... Dave, it's actually Rosemary, but everyone calls me Rose. Yes. And I feel like that's something that she would have said, <laughs> definitely. Um, but yeah, just oh, like, I, I mean, I could go on for like. For I've got to tell them the, the Tamworth Santa oh, one. <laughs> yes, this is brilliant. Okay, so this is probably by far the most crazy one. It's like, how would you have known this? So he goes, Who's Ken? I said, Ken's my, my dad. So. Ken's my biological dad and then I have a stepdad, Chris, as well, just to confuse you guys. Um, and he said, your mum's laughing. And she said, tell him he looks like the Tamworth Santa. Oh, my God. And I just <laughs> could not stop laughing because that is something that my mum would have said. And my dad is from Tamworth. And he grew a big Santa Claus beard during COVID. Oh, my God. So how you put those two and two together, like... Yeah, I mean, like, how would he have even known How would he have even known that? And there's nothing about my dad being from Tamworth on his Facebook, like, nothing. So... I mean, as if, like, I would, like... I, I don't like it's not like Dave's got like hours to like flip in research all this stuff <laughs> oh my god stuff, imagine right? but then he'd have to memorise everything because he had his eyes closed for most of it or he looks off and talk, you know and also he does face to face reading so unless you've got a bloody good memory and a great researcher there's just no other explanation it was he'd need a PI not a researcher <laughs> it was absolutely insane so guys if you know you follow David the medium I think if um, you follow him on Facebook and Instagram and he quite often sends updates on when his next reading kind of booking round is so definitely get involved if you're keen to see a really good medium and should we jump into the interview we should enjoy guys this is a very very special chat very magical and yeah let's welcome in david the medium hi david hey girls so great to be here thank you for having me the man the myth and the legend david the medium <laughs> So excited. Not even going to lie, David. We are big fans. We have fangirled so hard over you. Oh, thank you. We are so, so chuffed and privileged to have you join us today. So thank you. Pleasure is all mine. As I'm very excited to be here. And we actually tried so you had a you recently had your bookings open um, a couple of weeks ago and we both You broke the internet. You did, you broke <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty insane. So, yeah, I, I think I received something like 900 messages right on 12 o'clock or something like that. It was wow. insane. We were both there at 12. We'd written our, like, message. We Sally, <laughs> Sally called me before and she's like, okay, so what's the plan? What do we need to do? I, I was know. like, well, I've drafted up my message so that when it hits 12 o'clock, she's like, that's a great idea. I'm doing that too. I was like, Im, what do we say? Just like, I'd like a reading. Like, do I need to be specific? I've got to set this up. Um, and then, yeah, you you broke the internet. Because um, did Facebook, like, kick you out or something? Because you had so many people message you. Yeah, that's the thing. I definitely broke my Facebook page. So, yeah, because so many people messaged right on 12 o'clock, Facebook thought the page was, like, under an attack or something like that. So it locked me out <laughs> for eight hours. <laughs> oh, my God, that is so good. So uh, I was lucky enough to get one. And Sally missed out, even though we messaged at the exact same second. Sally, you definitely haven't missed that. We'll sort something out. <laughs> oh, thank you. 
<laughs> well, the universe brought, you know, brought you to us this way. And I know that you always say the universe, you know, it's not up to you. The universe sorts the bookings out. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. So, um, yeah, we're so glad to be able to speak to you today. And weirdly, actually, so we had messaged you a while ago on Instagram to say, you know, we'd love to have you on the podcast. And then I don't know whether it's a coincidence with timings, but we were both having a reading from a medium. So Im went before me and then my session was after. And as soon as I checked the Instagram account for Good Morning, like while we were having our readings with this other medium, because we're into this stuff. Um, <laughs> you had you've messaged us. I don't know whether that was just a coincidence or anything like that. But Sally you... thinks the universe opened and the spirits sent you to us. Is no, hundred percent. I mean, I always say myself, there's no such thing as a coincidence. The world's too complex for anything to be by chance. So, yes, you open the spiritual door and then David the medium appears. <laughs> oh my god! And boy, did you pop in, and here we are. And apologies yes. for my late messaging as well. I'm so hopeless with my DMs on Instagram. <laughs> but it's all about timing. You probably get quite a few messages. I can imagine <laughs> that your your DMs are like popping off on the Why reg. <laughs> <laughs> so, David, we actually um, threw some questions out to our audience on Instagram. So a lot of our listeners have lost a loved one. So a lot of them are interested in, you know, connecting with the other side. Um, so when we announced that you were coming on the pod, we put a question box up and we had hundreds and hundreds of replies. You basically broke our internet. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do is we pick sort of the best questions, the ones that we feel are, you know, a little bit different, but also um, quite common ones that a lot of our listeners sent through. Cool. Let's get stuck Sounds in. Sounds good. So, David, you are a self-confessed skeptic turned medium. And prior to being David the medium, you worked in quite a corporate legal role. So talk us through what happened. Yeah, I mean, my background's pretty fascinating. So as you mentioned, I was kind of a bit of a self-confessed skeptic. I think for me, I was an open-minded skeptic. I, it wasn't that I didn't believe, I just never really had experience with it. And pop culture always told us that it was something to be scared of or that people were, you know, all nutty if they had connections with the spiritual world. So, yeah, I think it was just because I didn't really have one-on-one -on -one experience with it myself. And, yeah, as you mentioned, my background was predominantly corporate. So I'm 34 years old now and I spent, you know, basically all of my 20s working in corporate legal for the most part. Uh, my last inverted commas proper job uh, was in criminal prosecution. And yeah, I just started a new job. So this was a decade ago, I was 24. And there was a lady there and I'd only been there for about one or two weeks. And we, I got into really deep conversations with her. Her name was Heather. So Heather, if you're listening, hello. Yeah, she asked me if I'd ever been to a medium. And I was like, well, not really, because I just don't really believe in it, to be fair. I mean, it's not for me to say it wasn't real. I just, as I mentioned, I hadn't had sort of previous experience with anyone in that field. Uh, and she said, you know, I know this lady who's really good. You should go and see her. And I was like, well, why not? You know, at that stage, my grandfather had crossed over. So there was definitely spiritual energy that I could have connected with. And I went along and saw her and, you know, again, kind of stepping in, not really expecting much to happen. And she ended up blowing my mind away with the messages that she was passing on and the things that she was saying. And, I, and then, you know, really sort of changed my belief because then I was like, obviously there is something to it. And for me, seeing is always believing anyway, like, People can have stories, people can pass on things, but I think it's best for all of us to sort of experience it for ourselves and make up our own mind from that. 
And anyway, this lady told me that I had the ability to do it because as soon as she, we sat down, she goes, you realize you can do this. And I was such an opinionated little sort of arrogant little bastard back then as well. <laughs> I was like, there's no chance. Like, there's no way, like, you know, typical, like, younger adult, like, no one knows me better than I know myself, you know, really sitting in my ego, really. And she ended up, long story short, she ran a mentoring class, and I ended up going along to a mentoring class. And lo and behold, it turns out I did have a bit more of a natural ability than most people. And fast forward 10 years, here we are. <laughs> fascinating. That is fascinating. So what happens in, like, a mentoring class? How, how do they bring that out of you? Well, essentially, that's, I mean, the key thing is about opening yourself up. I believe every single person can do what I do. There's nothing necessarily special about me. I say myself, we're all souls having a human experience. We're not humans having a spiritual experience. You know, we are all one in the same. We all look different and we all have different lives. But we're all in the, here for the one reason in a lot of senses. So this mentoring class was very casual. Like we were at a house in the suburbs on a Wednesday night, uh, you know, sitting around the couch in a lounge room. <laughs> you know, there's definitely a lot of different sort of vibing when it comes to workshops, but this one was very casual. Was it like... And around in a circle and all that sort of thing that you see on TV or not? Kind of. I mean, we, I mean, she opened the circle and we had candles. I mean, I think that's kind of, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> not a proper spiritual experience unless there's candles somewhere. And yeah, basically she just not necessarily taught us because as I mentioned, I believe every single person has an innate ability to connect with spirit or, you know, they're in intuition or gut feelings or things like that. It was more so just sort of helping us bring it out and, you know, bring it up to the surface to them to be able to connect with it more easily. And we used to just stand up in front of the class and she said, you know, whatever you feel, whatever you hear, whatever you sense, just pass it on. And I still remember I, I was sitting on the couch and she called me up and I was like, oh, this is going to be such a waste of time. Uh, but I was so excited at the same time, like curiosity definitely killed the cat. And I remember standing up in front of the class and I'm a short guy, like I'm only about five foot eight. And I suddenly closed my eyes and I felt like I was about six foot five. Like I suddenly felt like a real tall guy yeah, right. and I got a really sharp pain in my chest. And I was like, Oh my God. Like I thought that maybe she drugged the water or something like that. We're like, <laughs> we're all having like an LSD trip and that's how we're all spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I did connect with her ex partner that crossed over and apparently he'd never come forward in class before. And that was the very first spirit I properly connected with. Oh, wow. Wow. So she was kind of in tears and everyone in the class was kind of like WTF. And I was kind of like, what the hell just happened? And that was my first experience. <laughs> you were feeling a physical sensation. So is that how, how do spirits come through to you? And what are the different types of mediumships that there are? Yeah. So predominantly for me, I have the ability to see, hear and feel. So, um, you know, feeling is, I feel emotions, I can feel spirit around me, of course, but I also do feel how they felt when they crossed over. So, for example, if they did have a heart attack, I'll feel a pain in my chest. If they had a stroke, I'll feel it through there. Uh, it's very sort of energetically based within the body. Um, seeing is being able to see images in my head or they will bring up my own references, like my own memories. They can use pop culture. They can use geography. It's kind of like using my brain like a library, I call it. Uh, and hearing, I can hear their voices sometimes, but they also do use my inner voice to speak to me. Sometimes it also does sound like they're at the end of the hallway yelling out at me. Uh, and they can play songs for me. They can play like snippets of TV shows, you know, just anything that sort of connects with me that helps me translate a message and then pass it on. And I also do have the bonus packs of being able to smell and taste as well. <laughs> oh, I was going to say you got the trifecta and then all these other yeah. bits. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I signed on for the additional bonus packs as well. <laughs> and so, like, do spirits come through to you all the time or can you switch it off? Like, if you're going about your day-to-day, -day, you know, you're in coals or something, you know, will, will a spirit come through or can you sort of turn it on and off so when you are, you know, doing, like, your own thing in your own time, you're not bombarded with messages? Yeah, I'm very fortunate to be both. Like, I'm David and I'm David the medium. Like, it's they are sort of two different people, I say. I do have an innate ability to sort of switch off when I am in public. Uh, and Spirit's very respectful of boundaries. So they know when I'm, you know, inverted commas, working and when I'm not. Uh, I think at the very start, though, like for me, it was yeah, kind of was like a bit of a party trick. I had the reputation of going out to nightclubs on a Saturday night and just like reading people on the dance floor and making them cry. Like people knew me as that guy. Um, <laughs> For me, it was just because I was really excited to be able to do it and connect. And, you know, spirits, you know, they say the, the opportunity through an open door, they're going to come forward. It doesn't matter about the necessarily the setting or the environment that we're in. So even if we're in a nightclub at three o'clock in the morning, they're going to take the opportunity. But, yeah, I just remember, like, I mean, there's a, I, there's a nightclub in Melbourne called The Peel, uh, which is a gay nightclub in Collingwood. And I just remember used to going up to guys on the dance floor and being like, your grandmother says hello and she says that you're going to visit her soon. And then I remember this one guy started bawling. He goes, oh, we're visiting her grave in the morning. <laughs> and so when did you become a full-time medium? Yeah, so for me, it really was a bit of a struggle. Well, not really a struggle, I wouldn't say, but I just sort of had my own, what I call humi, uh, humi, my own human living teen self-belief. So I was, yeah, as I mentioned, working in corporate it was 2016 and I just had like a real terrible year. Like I was in this real toxic job, uh, you know, working for federal government. And, you know, my boss at the time who happened to be a friend of mine just ended up going mentally crazy. And I essentially was about to get fired. So I quit on the spot <laughs> and I just moved to Port Melbourne down here in Melbourne. And I was 29 and, you know, hadn't really finished my degree. Didn't really have a job anymore. And at this stage, I was already kind of reading people on the side, like I was maybe reading one or two people a week and, you know, never really saw it as my full-time career because, you know, I was so set in my ways that, you know, this is how life has to be. Like, you have to have a salary job and you have to do this and you've got to do this. Like, you know, kind of like we're in the matrix and just, you know, play the game. Yeah. And the universe really sort of gave me a bit of a lifeline because it just sort of really threw me down a path, even though that I was a bit sort of uneasy or a bit uncertain about it myself. And... I suddenly had people starting to message me and they're like, well, are you ever free during the day for a reading? And I was like, well, yeah, I actually am. And it was a sort of a natural progression, but it happened really quickly. So I started reading people during the day, like maybe say one or two or three people during the week and people on weekends as well. And at this stage, I was still looking for a part-time job because I thought, you know, that's how it has to be. I was sort of like, okay, maybe I can read you know, Monday to Wednesday and get a part-time job the other day. So, you know, because I have to have a salary and I have to have a job and I have to have a career and, you know, all these things that we think that we have to do. And the universe is like, I'm sick of this guy. Like, he just needs to follow his damn path. And it honestly just exploded. Like, right before I turned 30, I, I had this goal in my head where I was sort of like, if I can be booked out like one week or two weeks in advance, I'll feel like, you know, I've made it or, you know, this is my path. And it just exploded. Like suddenly I just became, you know, fortunately really popular and, you know, everyone was very open and I'm so thankful for, you know, even back then the trust that everyone was putting in me because I really kind of was still starting out as well. But yeah, just natural progression, but the universe sort of definitely pushed me where I was meant to be for sure. That is incredible. So incredible. And, and look at you now. Years, yeah, four years' time, you 
literally have to release your bookings in four, is it four month slots because it just goes to bananas? Is that how? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's released three times a year every uh, for four month blocks. Yeah. Incredible. And books out in like, what, half a second? Yeah, basically. Like, I'm very fortunate <laughs> it books out in like a second. Yeah. So if that's not a sign that you're on the right path, I really don't know what is. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think when we all connect with where we're meant to be authentically, when, you know, we really do trust where we're going and listen to what the universe is trying to tell us, you know, the payback is great and the signs are very obvious. It's just, you know, a lot of us, I think, have trouble getting there because we feel like, as I mentioned, like that we have to be a certain way or that we have to do things like this because that's how the world tells us to do it. That's how our society tells us to do things, you know. You've got to work nine to five and you've got to struggle and you've got to pay your mortgage and you've got to, <laughs> you've just got to sort of break out and work what does what works best for us. Can you explain to Sal and I, so do you call where the spirits are the other side? Is that where they are or what, where are they? <laughs> yeah. I mean, essentially I've stolen, I guess the, the, the common term, you know, the afterlife. I call it the waiting room, but, it's it's such a complex I think to even try and imagine. I mean, I connect with it every day, of course, but even I don't really understand fully what life after death does entail. Like I have my own views, of course. I know a lot of other mediums and psychics and people in the spiritual realm will have their own views as well that maybe aren't necessarily the same as mine. One thing that through my experience that I have come to understand is that whilst I don't necessarily believe in a heaven or a hell, the afterlife as we imagine it is basically how we would term heaven to be. Everyone is incredibly happy. Everyone is at peace. Everyone's together. And they're, they're them with their own memories and their own personality traits, but they are the best of them. And it's an eternal happy feeling. But I also believe that when we leave the physical realm being earth, that's not the last spot that we go to either. Like we maybe go to a, a form of heaven as I call the waiting room, but I also don't believe that's it. Like, I think there's something else after that. Maybe in some cases we do get reincarnated. Maybe we become a higher being, you know, at the end of the day, we all just are energy at the moment we're trapped in the body, but energy is free and can travel wherever it wants. But it's just one of these questions. Everyone can have their own opinions and their own viewpoints, whether it's religious or spiritual or just through their own understandings. But until we're actually there ourselves, I don't think any of us are really going to know. I mean, one thing I want everybody listening to understand is that there really is no such thing as death. Like no one actually dies. It's just we kind of leave one car and step into another one. We we may leave the physical world, but we do transcend into another realm and we are still who we are the soul is still pure the souls the soul is still what we remember and as i mentioned our loved ones still have memories of us they still have the ability to watch over us mm -hmm. they can still guide us and support us and love us just like they did in the physical world but they are transcended from where they once were and mm -hmm. you know knowing that i hope that it gives people comfort but of course it doesn't mean that we miss them any less you know when you love someone and they leave the physical world even though we can have the belief and the understanding that they're in a, a lovely, happy, warm place and they feel the best that they've ever felt, it doesn't ease our grief because we love them. And it doesn't matter if someone passed yesterday or they passed you know, 50 years ago, our love for them is still as strong as it would be the day that we last got to spend time with them. And it's as raw as it is now as it will be raw as it is in 50 years. But it's with the understanding that 
you know, not that it makes it any easier for us, but it's it's good for everyone to remember that, you know, their loved ones are incredibly happy, incredibly peaceful, and they are still with us, just not necessarily how we deserve or not how they deserve. They are watching over us, of course, but every time we think of them, every time we speak to them, they're at, they are by our side as we do it. That's something that I found and, and still to this day find quite hard is talking to my mum. Like, I really struggle to talk to her out loud. So can, can they hear our thoughts all the time? Like, can they see us? Like, can our loved ones, like, watch us having sex? Or like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what they see and hear? Well, put it this way. If your mum was in the physical world, still, do you think she'd be wanting to watch you have sex? Hell no. That's <laughs> <laughs> No, that's the thing. You know, as I mentioned, they are still them. They've still got their same personality traits. They're still them. Uh, and just because they're in the afterlife doesn't mean that suddenly they want to watch us have sex or watch us in the shower. Like, they definitely still give us their our private moments. Uh, they do watch over us. There's no doubt about it. And I, I think a lot of us, you know, maybe you girls included, I know I definitely can, can connect with signs that maybe they do send us and, you know, synchronicities and things that, we just know come from them. Now, I say myself, if we look for signs in every little thing, then nothing is a sign, of course. But if there's things that are so specific and just seem so random and so just out of the ordinary that makes us think of them or makes us remember them or is something that they would do personally, then there's no doubt in my mind, and I don't want anyone listening to have doubts either, that is your loved one reaching out to show you that they are around you. So Sally had one this morning. Can you tell us if it's <laughs> a sign from her mum? So last night I was talking to mum and I said, look, mum, I really need a sign from you. If you're around, show me a mouse because that was her nickname when she was growing up was mouse. I've got to go get this. Hang on. And um, so anyway, I get to Im's. Oh, I'm talking to Im in the car this morning and she's like, look, I'm going to be out when you arrive. Just like let yourself in to, to my house. I'll leave the key out for you. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I get in. And I walk into her living room and I literally look around. She's got a little girl, so her daughter's toys are everywhere. And the first thing I see is a mouse, <laughs> a mouse on the floor. <laughs> is that a sign from her mum? Because, like, I didn't even notice this thing this morning. Like, it's literally just, I don't know. Just like, it just gets random shit out of baskets everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, put it this way. Did you look at that and see that as a sign from your mother? Yeah, yeah. I did then that's the answer. It is something that we ask our listeners to do a lot is to think of, you know, signs that are specific to their loved one and ask them they come through. And we get messages quite often that people have got their signs. It's such a nice Good. way to connect. Mm, we love doing that. Yeah, and it just it does help provide us with some comfort because, you know, humans have become so literal as well. Like as, you know, even how I was talking about before, like seeing really is believing. And it's all well and good for someone like me to tell people or show people you know oh you know your loved ones are around you they're definitely watching over they're supporting you and people can take that on board but there's always going to be that little doubt because because we are grieving or because we're upset or because we're just feeling a little bit hopeless sometimes that we need to see it one-on-one -on -one for ourselves and people seek that and I completely understand that I mean I've done it myself as well so when something like that happens it's sort of like cool they're here it's just a nice little validation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So one of my favourite questions. Oh, I love this one. <laughs> I'm nervous. So has a spirit ever told you, like, come through and be like, can you tell George he's a dick? <laughs> <laughs> he still owes me fucking 50 bucks from 
20, you know, 2001. I I do joke about that, to be fair. But, like, I mean, I guess I can't really use the currents anymore. So I guess I kind of move on and get over it. The analogy that I use, it's kind of like life is definitely a classroom for the soul. And we come here because there's things that the soul has to learn and experience and grow from and just help us evolve as the soul. The human's along for the ride because the human is essentially the body that the soul is just going to live in and sort of do its day today. So when our loved ones or when people are in the afterlife or when souls are in the afterlife, pardon me, and they are looking down on us, they don't necessarily look at us and be like, well, fuck, like what the hell are they doing? What an idiot. They look at, everything that we are doing and everything we're going to do and everything we have done as kind of like a lesson for us because life is classroom for the soul. Everything we have going on is like an actual lesson. And like in real school terms, if you fuck up a lesson or if you don't do very well in it, there's a good chance you'll have to repeat it. So they can look at us and be like, Oh, they're being stupid. But it's again, well, what are they learning in that? Like, you know, through their actions, what is that teaching them? How, what is the impact that it has on others? Are they evolving or are they, you know, repeating the same mistakes? So they can look at us and think that we're stupid, but they do know that everything is, again, still teaching us and helping us learn and helping us evolve from a soul level. Are there exit points already planned out? Like, are our lives already planned out? So you talk about these lessons that we have, it's all like a playground here that we're constantly learning. Like, is our life mapped out for us before we enter this physical realm? Yeah, so my understanding is that before we do come into, you know, this realm being Earth, the soul knows why it has to be here, if that sort of makes sense. So it's kind of like it signs what I call the life contract. Now, this is kind of like, I guess, re-enrollment for university or re-enrollment for school. Like, you're going into school or you're going into uni because you know that you have to study something or you know you need to do it. Exactly the same for our soul. It comes down here because it knows that it has to experience things and grow. So kind of like a core structure, the key points in our life are essentially pre-written. What we do have free will over and what we do have day-to-day choice over is the path that we take to those points. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can be incredibly quick. Sometimes it can be devastating. But inevitably, whatever path we take will end up where we are meant to be. And there's multiple of those paths throughout our lives as well. It's not just one. Like we can have like 10 or we can have 20. Like it's just goals or lessons that the soul has to learn. Mm. And everything is mapped out then. You know, sometimes you think, what if I had taken that opportunity? Or, you know, what if I hadn't moved to Australia? Or, but everything is meant to be. Everything is mapped out. Every turn you take is the turn that you're meant to take. Essentially, yeah, because I think all of us have, not just the three of us, but I think everyone listening can also kind of agree that we all have moments of, well, like, well, what if I did do this? Like, how would my life be different? And the simple answer is, well, it's sort of like, well, it wasn't meant to happen because it didn't. (laughs) Like, for you, you were always meant to have come to Australia because obviously it's been a massive part of your life and it's changed your life. Mm. And there's a lot of things that you've gained in that as well positively and negatively but it's taught you it's taught your soul so much about who it is and what's meant to be doing and it's helped you evolve and learn and grow so true so i think it's important for people who have lost a loved one as well to understand this because we do go through that bargaining phase and we think oh if only we didn't do this and if only we'd said that you know yeah constantly going over the what ifs and the should haves and the could haves just i think knowing that no matter how many times we have that narrative running around in our head, nothing we could do could change what's happened because what's happened was meant to happen in some 
greater. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's totally right. Not that it helps ease our grief or our traumas around our loved ones crossing over, but spirit always says, and I now understand that it's sort of like we don't pass before we're meant to, and we definitely don't leave the physical world a second after we're meant to. It's part of our journey. And in transcending to the other plane, again, that teaches so many people down here lessons about themselves, but lessons about life as well. And as much as we would love them to still be with us, they've transcended on and they've gone on to their next lessons. And in their transcension, it's lessons that we've learned as well. I mean, it's good to focus on all of the love and all of the goodness that they've left behind for us to continue on with, I think. Exactly. And that's what they would want for us as well. Like they, the last things our loved ones want is for us to be, you know, sitting here grieving and sad, which, you know, for the rest of our lives, you know, they understand that there's still so much positivity that we can bring out. And it's, it really does come down to what we choose to focus on as well. Like, even for me, like I, my grandmother, for example, was like a second mum to me and I grieve her loss. But I also know that if she came down here, she'd tell me to, you know, shut the fuck up and keep going. It's not that we forget them. It's not that we don't honour their memory. But the simple fact is the world keeps spinning. And as much as we want it to stop and as much as we need things to slow down just to gather our thoughts and our feelings and just to kind of allow ourselves to heal, the world still keeps spinning. So you know we have to create a spot for them in our heart with the knowledge that they are watching over us and with us still and with that spot for them in our chest we all move forward together that's beautiful wise words and one more little thing on this note is what are you what is your take on karma like do we have karmic contracts with each other are people brought into your life for specific reasons uh yeah i'd love to know what you think about karma yeah, I mean, I do believe in karma. I call it universal rebalancing. So for every, and this is also kind of also scientific as well, but for every reaction that we send out, the energy matches it and sends it back to us. So it's sort of like if you're a negative person, you'll attract negativity. If you think from a positive perspective, you'll attract positive abundance. So our actions, like I said, the universe will balance them out for us. So if you do something bad to someone deliberately, then inevitably you've attracted negative energy that will again sort of come back to you. Um, I, I believe that people definitely come into our life for reasons because it's like being in the classroom again and it's kind of like our best friends in school. Like every single person we come into contact with teaches us something about ourselves uh, and we help teach them things about themselves as well. But it's all along the same journeys. Uh, sometimes our journeys will just connect with each other, but not everyone is meant to be in our life forever as well. And sometimes we can form amazing bonds with people. And I always say we learn more in grief and we learn more in trauma and hard times than we do in happiness anyway. Like when we're forced to really sit with ourselves and sit in that sort of heavier, darker mind space, it teaches us more about our resilience and about our path and about who we are than necessarily happiness ever could because happiness makes us content and happiness makes us want to stay in that one spot. So we're not necessarily evolving or learning. I mean, yes. for us both, this last, the last two years of our grief has been transformational mm. and completely changed the course of our life path. So, yeah, yeah. in every, every way, some really positive ways. And, and we think, God, how can something positive come out of such tragedy? But it, it has. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the last thing we want to happen, of course, but because no one wants to feel bad and no one wants to feel 
you know, devastated and none of us definitely ever want to lose anyone close to us. But in these events, it really does make us realize who we are and our own strengths and maybe things about our soul and things about our journey that we maybe weren't paying attention to or we didn't understand because we were happy and we want to stay happy forever. So we don't want to focus on the negative. And so another big one, David, and we sort of touched on this a little bit earlier with you saying that we're all souls having a human experience and we all have the ability to connect to the other side. But a lot of our listeners want to know how, like what's the best way to do it and how can we nurture that and learn how to do that and tap into our intuition and connect with our loved ones? Yeah, first and foremost, I say wanting to be able to do it means that you're already 99% of the way there because once you're open to not only receiving messages, but once you're open to just feeling and giving back as well, then that's what the universe wants for us. Like they want us to connect with them because it's not some sort of secret club that people have to join. As I mentioned, we are all part of it already. Mm -hmm. Uh, The most common way we can tune in is just honestly paying attention to what everything that's going on around us. Like once you shut off the mind and center your energy and actually sit in it, suddenly we just notice things in a different light or things that maybe we don't pay attention to. Uh, For me, meditation has been incredibly beneficial just to actually sort of sit there and allow my mind to travel. One of the biggest misconceptions with meditation is that we have to turn our mind off and sit there in the dark and go, oh, like, you know, silent mind. Mm -hmm. I believe you can meditate with the TV on with kids running around you. Um, But, you know, see, believe, receive as well. Like, you know, see things around you, believe that you can get it and the universe will deliver it. Ask for signs as well. Like, you know, even as you did asking for a sign and, you know, getting one the next day. It's all just about belief. But, you know, everyone has intuition already. Everybody has gut feelings. It's just paying attention to it and wanting to be able to expand on that. And, you know, I think everybody's journey is definitely different and everyone can connect in, you know, unique and special ways. Uh, but just being open is honestly the key and just focusing on your own energy as well, like putting yourself in a higher vibration and, you know, if you're feeling a bit sort of down, you know, get the body moving, you know, mind, body and soul is incredibly important when they're all tied in together. And Dave, last question from our listeners, if they wanted to find a mentor like you had, how would they go about that? Yeah, honestly, like, even in my experience, mine got sort of thrown in front of me. Like it wasn't something that I necessarily sought out. Mm. And I'm a big believer that for everyone listening as well, if it is something that you are seeking, the universe will deliver it to you in the most weird and wonderful ways. Like, uh, like I mean, sometimes I've even had clients that have been walking down the street and have seen signs like for a mentorship class or they've even had people mention it to them or they might even have ads that pop up on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, it really just you have to just really align with how you're feeling. Like you might see that and you're like, well, I'd like to do that, but I don't really feel like that's for me. You've really got to trust your own intuition and gut feeling. But if it's meant to happen, the universe will deliver it to you. There's no doubt in my mind about that because it's, if it's meant to be part of your path, it's, it's going to happen sooner or later or irregardless of anything else. So just trust the universe. Be open to it. Trust. Look out for those mentorship signs on Parramatta road or something. (laughs) And even search for them yourself. Like, I think it's crucially important for everyone listening to also engage their family and friends in conversations around spirituality. Mm -hmm. Like, let's bring this mainstream. This doesn't have to be something that's in the shadows because it shouldn't be in the shadows. It doesn't mean that we all have to suddenly become mediums overnight, but don't be afraid to have that conversation with your friends. Maybe, you know, in, in my own personal experience, like as a, as a gay man, 
I felt when I was coming out, you know, there's people will accept it or people won't because they understand what homosexuality is. And, you know, either way, I didn't care whether they didn't accept it or not because I'm still me. Yeah. But when I came out as a medium, I, to be honest, I found that harder than saying, telling people I was gay, like, because wow. you, that can go one of 20 ways. Like people might be fascinated by it. People might think you're a fraud. People might think that you're crazy. People might really embrace it. So it has to be like, kind of like everything in life, whether it's mental health or our own relationship, it has to be a conversation. And mediumship and spirituality is definitely something that is not only coming into the mainstream, but we need to bring it into the mainstream as well. So don't be afraid to have those conversations with people. Like, you know, you may miss an opportunity because you might have a friend that you've known for five years and be like, oh, I've never talked to them about this, but they may already know a class that's mm -hmm. running or they might know someone that's been in the class or they might even be a medium themselves. They just are a bit afraid to mention it to you because they think that you're going to think that they're crazy. Like, <laughs> We are coming to the end of our episode, David. So we wanted to know, have any spirits come through for us or have any spirits like wanting to send us any messages? Totally fine if not, but if they- No, but that's the thing. I mean, there's no, I mean, it sounds so corny saying this now, but there's like, there's no doubt in my mind your mums are around you. I mean, it's just that simple, but it's so interesting because even when we were talking before and we were talking about loved ones and loss and grief and things like that, I had a lady that didn't come forward with a dog. And I kind of felt like I was patting this dog. And she says, well, as long as my daughter knows the dog's with me now as well. So there does have to be, it, could, it can be both of your mothers, of course, but there is a connection here with like the mother and my dog. And there is an, an, like a reference of unfortunately having to put my dog down or having to like help my dog cross over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in the last uh, reading that I had, the woman kept trying to say, um, your mum is, is with a dog. And I just, I couldn't connect what that was at the time. You know, when you're in the moment and you don't really know. Okay, and yeah, yeah. I went away and my sister said to me, like, that's, she's with Quattro, like my mum's dog. And um, before my mum died, she kept saying to us that like, she really misses Quattro. <sighs> and she had to put him down sort of mm. not long before she died. Um, so I think that's, yeah, I think that's Quattro the dog. <laughs> Perfect. Because especially as you said, if, if there was a lot of sort of trauma around that and you know you weren't able to maybe even connect with it last time it's probably why it's been brought up again yeah because this is a strong connection of like i'm with my dog i'm with my dog and i kind of wanted like i mean quattro is not tiny either like i kind of feel like i can pack quattro's down german shepherd oh, okay bigger than i thought even to be fair yeah. <laughs> it's like i'm sitting down i kind of felt like i could pack quattro as i'm sitting down next to me yes yes when you're just sitting in a normal chair he's like here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what a cool name as well quattro like the biscuit <laughs> <laughs> And there's also a connection with dreams as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if either of you, probably more even with you, Sal, about something about the dream state connection as well, because I'm suddenly put into the dream state. And it's kind of like whether you've had questions about the dream state or whether you kind of feel like that, um, like, is it really her or like she's there, but it's kind of like it's like a movie. But she, your mum's like, no, she knows it's me, but sometimes I'm just visiting. Like she still thinks that it's I'm alive. But she says... My daughter also has dreams about me still being sick. And it's sort of, or sort of like we're dreams in which you're worried about me, or worried, pardon me, worried about her. And she says, no, no, but she knows it's me. She knows it's me. In my dreams, I've been like, but you're dead. Why are you in the dream? And yeah, it's been like quite reoccurring where I've been like, I know in my dream that she's passed away. So I'm like, why are you, what, what are you doing here? Because you're, yeah. yeah. 
And that's the thing. I've had dreams like that as well, to be fair. But it is our loved ones, you know, for everyone listening as well to help me sort of explain that to Because I think a lot of people can sometimes maybe have questions about dreams because I think maybe a lot of people have had visitations in dreams. But the way that I translate it, like when I read, if I'm hooked up to a brain monitor, it's actually going to show that I'm asleep. Uh, because my brain waves go into the theta brainwave level, which is kind of like the same as light sleep in some cases. So when we have our loved ones in our dreams, it's just because they actually are more easily able to connect with us in that state. Mm-hmm. So for everyone listening, if you have had loved ones appear in your dreams, don't think that it is your mind making it up. Because for everyone that's had it, we all know that it feels different to a normal dream. Not only do we remember it, but even when we're in it, it actually feels like it is very them to be fair so that's exactly where your mum's going with it with recent dreams or the connection she goes no she knows it's me i don't want her to second guess it but there is also the dreams in which you do worry about her as well or whether maybe she still can have things going on or like it can't even be as you just reference about sort of like but i know that you've crossed over uh and it's important again to remember that she hasn't crossed over i mean she has yes but it's still her she's still there she hasn't left (laughs) oh I just looked at the time and it's an 11.11. That's a spirit time, isn't it? <laughs> that is the love most it. spiritual time you can get. <laughs> love it. Love it. Well, we will definitely, uh, well, Im's already booked in for a one-on-one session with you, but I'm going to hit you up and hopefully we can sort that out. Because Yeah, I'll we'll definitely sort out a time because I, I really, I mean, not only just your mothers, but I feel like there's a lot of people up there that just really want to connect with both of you. So we're definitely going to sit down and, for all the listeners that maybe wanted to hear it, maybe we can talk about it afterwards. <laughs> yes, we will definitely debrief on it. Yeah. And David, um, last question from us, and because I know that all of our listeners will want to know this, when is your next uh, release of appointment? <laughs> <laughs> so the next one at this stage is uh, not properly scheduled in yet, but it will be towards the end of July. Right. Uh, and that will be for readings in September to December 2021. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit of a work in progress at the moment because I, I'm a bit worried that Facebook is going to crack the sads again. Uh, so we're going to sort of investigate a few other ways to maybe release appointments, whether it's for a website, because I have also crashed a website before. So I have to sort of... <laughs> <laughs> um, Facebook was meant to be my most secure way of doing it, but it turns out that's not the case anymore. So... Uh, there'll definitely be some updates provided, uh, you know, in due course about the best way to get in touch. But yeah, at this stage, it will be scheduled on some platform or some way at the end of July. Uh, but for anyone uh, seeking updates, uh, feel free to follow me on social media. So my Instagram is David the Medium, or one word. Uh, and the Facebook page is uh, David the Medium, just, you know, facebook.com forward slash David the Medium. And we'll link them in the show notes as well. Wonderful. Um, Thank you. David, the medium, it has oh been gosh. the highlight of our month to speak to you. <laughs> highlight of our, well, <laughs> our last life. year and this year, highlight of our life. No. It has, highlight of your April 15th. <laughs> yes, it's such a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so much for your time. I feel like I've learned so much and I think our listeners will really, really take a lot from this conversation. Yeah, beautiful chat and so insightful and I've just loved everything that you've shared with us and it's just made me feel really 
warm and comforted just yeah just to know that all these signs are signs and death isn't the end and our loved ones are still all around us and I know a lot of our listeners would take so much away from this so thank you no the pleasure is 110 on all mine and thank you for giving me the opportunity not only to be able to speak to you both but also to connect with your wonderful listeners as well and uh I really do appreciate it so thank you what a guy. The man, the myth and the legend did not disappoint. He really did not. Guys, we have got so much going on at Good Morning Podcast. We have just done a full rebrand. We've got a brand new website, which you guys may, might have already seen. Make sure you check it out and sign up for our newsletter that is launching very soon. We are also hosting an event at Vivid Sydney this year. And for those of you that aren't familiar with Vivid Sydney, it is an annual creative festival that will transform Sydney in August through light music and ideas so we're holding a panel discussion on grief we have a very inspiring lineup as well so that's going to be on sunday the 8th of august so make sure you get your tickets it's going to be amazing it's like so so exciting um there's going to be a link in our bio for more details and have a look on our instagram page um because we'll be sharing updates as they come so if you don't already follow us we're at good morning podcast and also if you've enjoyed this episode with david then we have a competition dropping the day after this episode is released with david the medium so we are going to be offering the chance to win a free 30 minute reading with david himself so you do not want to miss this it's our biggest competition yet um so head over to our instagram to enter and the magic word is abracadabra guys get amongst it this is going to be so exciting for whoever wins we cannot wait and if you have any skeptics in your life make sure you share this episode with them as i think it will blow their minds so thank you for listening and we will talk to you guys soon